thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the battles. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. We are coming to you today live from WERA Studio in downtown Arlington, Virginia. It's been over a year since the COVID-19 pandemic quarantine forced us into remote production, and we are delighted to be back live on the air. So here's some genre-related news before we begin today's discussion. Directed, excuse me, <laughs> boy, I knew I wasn't going to get through this without messing something up. <laughs> Director David F. Sandberg released a first look picture of the costume cast from Shazam! Fury of the Gods via his Twitter page. You can take a look on one of the fantastic forum social media platforms, and while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is currently slated for release in June of 2023. Another first look picture that dropped was actress Sasha Kaye as Supergirl in a wire rig on the set of The Flash. And you can see that picture on one of the aforementioned FF social media pages also. Several noteworthy anniversaries recently as June 7th was 25 years since the theatrical debut of The Phantom starring Billy Zane and Christy Swanson. June 21st marked 30 years since the opening of The Rocketeer based on the work of the late great Dave Stevens and starring Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, and Timothy Dalton. June 23rd was 32 years since the domestic opening of Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. June 23rd was also 45 years since the debut of Logan's Run starring Michael York and Jenny Auguter. Finally, June 22nd would have been the 74th birthday for renowned science fiction author Octavia E. Butler. A new trailer dropped this week for Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 1. You can view the trailer on one of the aforementioned FF social media pages. Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 1 debuts July 23rd on Netflix. And HBO has announced that they will not be renewing Lovecraft Country for a second season. The statement went on to say, we are grateful for the dedication and artistry of the gifted cast and crew and to Misha Green who crafted this groundbreaking series. And to the fans, thank you for joining us on this journey. The show had been critically acclaimed and was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Drama Series. 
And some sad news, as American actress Joanne Linville passed away on June 20th. She was best known to genre audiences for her role as the Romulan commander in Star Trek, the original series episode, The Enterprise Incident, as well as The Twilight Zone, I Spy, and The Invaders. Ms. Linville was 93. Today, we're talking about the state of fandom during the pandemic. I'll introduce the panel in just a moment, but first, we have a review of the long-awaited movie from Marvel Studios, which is opening next week. It is Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Four. Black Widow has been a long time coming. Originally slated to open in May 2020, the film was repeatedly pushed back as the COVID-19 pandemic stretched on. It has the distinction of being the first Marvel movie to enjoy theatrical release since Spider-Man Far From Home in July 2019. It is the second to feature a female lead. Black Widow was one of the first superheroes introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, having made her first appearance in Iron Man 2 in 2010. The character is considerably older. She debuted as a villain in 1964 in Tales of Suspense number 52. As fans of the MCU already know, Scarlett Johansson is Natasha Romanoff, espionage agent, master assassin, and member of the Mighty Avengers. Her checkered past has been alluded to in previous films. Here, the audience gets to see that past for themselves. Young Natasha is part of a Soviet sleeper cell implanted on a deep cover mission as an ordinary American family in the Midwestern U.S. Their assignment complete, the family makes a desperate escape pursued by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. After extraction to Cuba, young Natasha and her even younger sister are indoctrinated into the Red Room, a program for girls that trains them to become the deadliest, most ruthless killers alive. Flash forward to present day, more or less. The film takes place between the events of Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. Romanoff is being pursued by General Thunderbolt Ross after the signing of the Sokovian Accords. While hiding out, she is drawn into a dangerous mystery involving her past. The Black Widow is forced to seek out the family she hasn't seen in 21 years in a desperate bid to save herself and her Red Room sisters, known as Widows. Johansson is an established star who can carry a film as its lead. She does so here in a role in which she has become comfortable after numerous performances. Co-starring is Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, the Black Widow's little sister from The Sleeper Cell. Pugh is a talented actress who was nominated for an Academy Award in 2019. She owns the part and the action role is a departure from what she has usually done. Audiences will also see more of her as Yelena in the upcoming Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. The film also features veteran actors David Harbour and Rachel Weisz as Natasha's sleeper cell parents. Harbour gets a delightful Marvel Easter egg as he plays Soviet super soldier the Red Guardian. That character was introduced in the Avengers comics back in 1967. Harbour and Weiss are well cast and convincing. The rest of the cast is rounded out by O.T. Fagbenley, Ray Winstone, Olga Kurilenko, and William Hurt. 
Another great Easter egg for comics fans is the debut of Taskmaster, the villain who can perfectly mimic the skills and fighting style of anyone simply by watching them. The film delivers all the action fans have come to expect from an MCU movie, and the effects are top shelf. Even though there's no Iron Man or Thor, there is no shortage of gadgets or sheer power. In fact, I don't miss the other Avengers at all. Director Kate Shortland has a command of the material and manages the various elements and cast well. I also thought the screenplay by Eric Pearson from the story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson was tight, albeit formulaic. The Black Widow character in the comics doesn't have much established backstory, so there wasn't the wealth of source material from which to draw. But the character has been in the MCU long enough that the regular audience is familiar with the tidbits that have been thrown out over the years. The writer sees each and every one of those for use here, and they have created a taut action thriller. Despite its adherence to the Marvel formula, the film has something to say about family, female empowerment, and exploitation. Nothing particularly profound, but some will surely find inspiration in the tale. Despite a runtime of 2 hours and 13 minutes, the film doesn't drag. And, as audiences have come to expect, there is plenty of humor sprinkled into the action and violence. It's rated PG-13. There's no nudity or foul language, but it is violent, although that violence is all in service to the story and not gratuitous. You can take kids perhaps as young as 11 or 10, but I think any younger would be pushing things. But you know your kids, so use your own discretion. You've been warned. I think the decision to push the release to when theaters reopened was a good one. People are going stir-crazy after the pandemic and ready to return to the movie houses. We'll see whether they reward the producers with another hit. All in all, you'll have an enjoyable time in Black Widow with a familiar character in a new situation. A solid film that delivers for its core audience. Two and a half stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official FF review of... Black Widow, starring the wonderful and lovely Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Anyway, so um, time to introduce the panel. I'm joined today by uh, Julian Lytle and Brian Lyles and James Rambo. Welcome to the show, fellas. Hey, come in while. Hello. Thanks for having me back in person. Yes. Well, I am absolutely delighted to be able to have you. <laughs> Rambo, how you doing? Not too shabby, man. Just uh, trying to ride out, what, wave two, three, whatever the hell this is. <laughs> I hear you. Well, and in fact, uh, th this is one of the wonderful things about uh, what we have going on today, because, uh, of course, we are back in the studio and uh, with a live broadcast, and I am just absolutely tickled because this is one of those things where... I didn't know for sure whether we were ever going to get back. <laughs> this was uh, this was really one of those things. So, um, you know, delighted uh, to be to be back with it. Um, so, yeah, I was I was thinking that uh, one of the things that uh, we certainly could look at talking about today uh, was going to be the state of fandom during the pandemic. But before we get to that. Uh, there was something that I had wanted to bounce off you guys because, uh, it, well, they just announced from HBO that Lovecraft Country was not going to come back. And, you know, of course, this is a acclaimed... 
TV show, uh, touched on some uh, very controversial kinds of topics, and I had been under the impression, because of some stuff that I read in the Variety Trade, that uh, because this series had been based on a single book, and there are no others, mm -hmm. that uh, this was the key reason why uh, it was not coming back. And then I happened, perchance, I happened across uh, Twitter. And Misha Green, who had been the showrunner, had a tweet that suggested that she actually had something in mind for season two. And that it might be something with which HBO simply did not agree. And I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on it. Julian, you look like you have thoughts. <laughs> the floor is yours. Right. Okay. Uh, let's just be honest. I enjoyed the series, but people had issues with the way it wrapped up and ended. Mm -hmm. I think it has some open uh, story threads that could have been continued in season two. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they got to a point where if they thought that the next season wasn't going to be as good quality-wise as the next season would be, I like the, the conceit to say... Nah, we just go ahead and wrap this up. Now, I did see said tweet. And when I saw said tweet, I was like, I don't know how you got here. Um, that looks like a, a lot of work to to get to this point to make this all make sense in another 10 to 12 episodes. Mm. And maybe all the people involved was like, uh, it ain't hitting, champ. And they decided <laughs> they were going to go ahead and retire this and go off with a fire first season. And no one would know. They could just speculate. Mm -hmm. They could just say, well, yeah. it could have been versus seeing what actually happened is like, yo, why is this Batwoman though? Like, why how did you get this bad? Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's the way I look at it. I, um, actually, I, I have the opposite reaction too. After binging it, binging it, and I felt like towards the end, I was like, okay, uh, I was happy with it. it to me, it ended the way I figured it would. Um, I felt comfortable comfortable being a, a limited series to me. That that was my mindset. I mean, I mean, compared to two shows, both on HBO, this one and Watchmen, I was more hoping for Watchmen to have a season two than this one. So, mm -hmm. um, because I felt Watchmen had more a lot of open end storylines that needed to be. Uh, continue to look mm -hmm. into than than Lovecraft. So um but hey Journey, you can come back and be black with you know black canary again. So hey, that's cool. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> hey uh Rambo, had you been watching Lovecraft Country when that was on? I got about three, maybe four episodes in and I saw something shining and got distracted. <laughs> um, I mean like what I saw I liked. Um it it I I live with my partner and so, you know, with with pandemic essentially if one of us doesn't like something, chances are excellent, we're not going to watch it. Mm. Um, just because we have the one TV. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, like it, she had difficulty with it because going into it initially, it's like, all right, is this... Yeah, just a, yeah, just a heads. I, I, I can... I can no, 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 keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> keep um, talking. Um, that was so, for them. <laughs> <laughs> Like she and I had a similar problem with it. In that, initially, it was you watch the first episode, you're like, okay, this is 
this is a, a like a like a full narrative through line. And then it keeps going, you're like, wait, is this an anthology with the same characters? Is this all one story? I don't know what's happening. Like, because it, it, like, the tone kind of shifted episode to episode. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't quite know where to look at times. Um, but, I, like, what I, like I said, what I saw, I, I enjoyed enough that I want to keep watching it. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of with Brian in terms of, like, expecting, like, I oh, I didn't think there was going to be another season. I thought this was going to be the entirety of the show. Um, but then again, you know, we now have, like, you know, Good Omen Season 2 coming up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if, if, if the writing's good, I'm down for whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely want to pick it back up, but I just haven't made the time for it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Well, the only reason I mention it is because I saw this tweet uh, that, um, that, that, of course Julian mentioned and um, essentially what Misha Green said was here's a taste of the season 2 Bible (laughs) wish we could have brought you Lovecraft Country supremacy thank you to everyone who watched and engaged and um, there was a graphic there uh, you know because apparently this thing was going to take place in some sort of alternate universe um, you know with um, the sovereign states of America uh, divided into four distinct zones, and just the names of these zones are, uh, as the expression goes, fire. There is the New Negro Republic in the south, the Jefferson Commonwealth in the northeast, and the white lands in the middle between them, with the <laughs> tribal nations of the west, uh, which is in the nation's western half. And uh, I, <laughs> you know, mm. and apparently. Uh, there was another tweet that Green made earlier today uh, explaining what the White Lands would have looked like, and it says, The White Lands is a territory that is completely overrun by zombies. Most of them are the slower variety, but with pockets of fast-moving zombies, too. One price of the origin spell was the creation of a zombie population. In years into the epidemic, a joint effort was undertaken to corral the zombies into one location in the center of America. The White Lands now function as a dangerous border between the Southwest and Northern Territories. So, uh, I'm looking, I'm wait. looking at that. Sorry, go ahead. No, hmm? no, that season, that's how she... Okay. You know, <laughs> okay no, right. Thank you, you HBO, for canceling after one season. Like, I'm, I'm, how do you? That's a, that sounds like a season three to me. But all right, uh, you know. Hey, maybe I think like a suit. That's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> but I need to remind everybody that you're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM and streaming via WERA FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I am joined today by James Rambo and Brian Lyles and Julian Lytle. And we were just talking briefly about the cancellation of Lovecraft Country on HBO, a situation that had, at least when HBO announced it, sounded as if it had been a decision that was arrived at amicably and mutually but then showrunner misha green made some tweets that one might infer from the tone of those tweets that uh it wasn't all kumbaya as the expression goes but uh, you can actually uh take a look at that on one of the aforementioned fantastic forum 
social media platforms. Uh, actually, though, I don't know if I included the tweet on Twitter, <laughs> of all places, <laughs> where you should be able to find it easily. But it was a comment on Facebook. So, uh, getting more to the sort of meat and potatoes of it, the state of fandom during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll simply say that, of course... All these events like conventions and screenings and all sorts of fun stuff canceled. <laughs> and uh, if you were uh, somebody, uh, well, uh, but hey, some of this stuff continued to go on because they had some online stuff. And of course, there were screeners and what what have you. Uh, of course, events like DC Fandom and all that. But uh, among the people with whom I was speaking. Uh, there was an awful lot, because, hey, you're sitting up in your house, and so there were an awful lot of people who were uh, either recording some things or catching up on some stuff, a lot of streaming going on. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that among those things that I watched, well, I watched a lot of non-genre stuff also, but uh, I I absolutely got up to season six of the Clone Wars on uh, Disney Plus, very entertaining show, and I, I, I mean, there's a lot of it though. Let me just tell you, it's like with 22 episodes per season, uh, there was just a lot of that, and um, I, I also, uh, because I'm old school like that, I was watching uh, some anime. Um, but old, old anime. <laughs> I was watching Gigantor, uh, mm. also known as Tetsujin 28. Mm. And uh, that's uh, the original thing that came over here in the early 60s is in black and white. You know, like uh, Astro Boy was and uh, <laughs> Eighth Man and some other anime shows like mm. that. But I was watching quite a bit of that. I also watched season one of what we call here Star Blazers also known as Space Battleship Yamoto. So, um, but a bunch of stuff that I was uh, checking out and uh, like I said, some streaming stuff and what have you. I was just curious about some of those things that you guys did and what you were uh, catching up with during the pandemic. So uh, Rambo, why don't you share a little bit about uh, what you were doing? Uh, Rambo? Uh, Microphones. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, honestly, me and me and Katie were just burning through as many like we start. It, it, it became a matter of like individual movies weren't enough, so we started finding like big franchises. So we watched all of Mission Impossible's. We just finished mm. all of the Batman films, both the the pre and post Nolan. Um, uh, ran through uh, uh, all the Terminators and. Um, mm. it's, it's interesting to watch all of those sort of things back to back. You can definitely see the highs and lows and the, uh, the varying flaws, you know, and what does and doesn't work. Like, uh, the second Mission Impossible stands out so much from the rest of that franchise. Um, like they're, they're all a little different going on initially, but the, that second one is wildly different in not the best ways. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it was it was honestly just a matter of you know what can we what can we find to keep our, ourselves occupied because for uh, about six months uh, during pandemic I was unemployed, um, and yeah, it was just finding as as, as much media as we could both uh, uh, either get excited for or at the very least uh, one of us could tolerate um, while the other <laughs> was, uh, was into it. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, no, man, it was it was uh, very interesting. I, I kept a, I, just, I started keeping a spreadsheet of everything we had been watching, um, and we broke like a hundred movies fairly early on. Um, oh, wow. That was essentially all you had to do, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I tell you, you you actually uh, inadvertently touched on something that was uh, something that impacted a lot of folks, uh, you know, which was. The employment issue, you know, I mean, there were a lot of folks who, uh, you know, if, if if you, depending on what your job was, you might not have uh, either been able to go or you might have been laid off or fired, depending on what industry it was, you know, further exacerbating uh, this overall situation that uh, hopefully we are coming out on the backside of. I encourage everybody to go ahead and get vaccinated i'm just gonna <laughs> put just to put that out there although my expectation is if you're listening to this then you're somebody who probably has been vaccinated <laughs> but uh so uh brian mm. what about you what were you checking out during the uh, quarantine period during the quarantine uh catching up on fantastic form on <laughs> oh, either mixed cloud or the great, great geek refuge uh so uh, catching all that stuff because again most of you guys uh, whatever you guys commented on um, especially like the Zack Snyder Justice League and, <laughs> uh, mind you I was literally on my edge of my seat to hear what you guys had to say about that movie because it was because I, I was so entertained um, but besides <laughs> that um, again you know, I did some free subscriptions of uh, Funimation, caught up on some classic animes that I, uh, that I enjoyed, uh, and then watched some new ones, uh, and of course bounced around, you know, Amazon Prime, of course, and with all their uh, either Japanese or Korean movies and anime. Uh, I got a chance to see The Eighth Man, uh, its original run, uh, which I was surprised to find. Um, and I was kind of entertained with that. And then, surprisingly enough, I ended up seeing its updated movie version, which was kind of more darker and serious and stuff like that. Um, I got to finish, uh, again, more anime was Yu Yu Hakusho from, because I remember seeing that um, back in you know the 90s. And then the last bit of the season I never got to see it finish so I uh, for some odd reason I wasn't distracted or anything it's just I never saw those episodes so luckily enough I was able to see those episodes and of course you know a lot of movies you know thanks to HBO Max I got to see the the fight of the century you know Godzilla beating Kong I don't care what anyone says Godzilla won that Mm, Um, and (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Picard, you know, going to Paramount, uh, seeing Picard, get to see, also, with Disney Plus, saw a little bit of, uh, got to see uh, WandaVision and uh, the Captain America and Winter Soldiers, because that's <laughs> how it ended. So, so yeah, and, of course, you know, catching up on reading with some new stuff uh, or old stuff that I have in my room. So, yeah, that's a had a busy summer. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, and everybody seems to be uh, a lot better than I have been about actually tracking what you watched. I mean, I I don't know. I guess part of it was I was I was excited about a lot of the non-genre stuff mm-hmm. that I was watching, and um, you know, in some cases, uh, sort of catching up on you know maybe a show that I hadn't watched from the very beginning, and so mm-hmm. you have that opportunity. So. Um, 
Tell you what, uh, Julian, what have you been watching? Hmm. So I guess for me, uh, since I never stopped going to work, uh-huh. uh, there's a lot of stuff I was watching or having on while I was at work. Uh, Shout TV has a channel on Pluto TV, which is a free streaming uh basically tele basically cable because they have like hundreds of channels and they have one called toku shoutsu in which Ooh. they show mm. uh the original versions of super sentai and common rider super sentai is what is adapted into what we know in the west as power rangers so i watched i think six full seasons of wow. of different super sentai shows mm-hmm to increase my overall knowledge of Super Sentai to at least half of all 45 <laughs> years of Super Sentai. Uh, I also watched Common uh, Rider Kuga and the original Common Rider, you know, so uh, from 1971. Also watched a little Ultraman. Uh, uh, shoot, it was the one from like two years ago. There's so many, con- there's so many Ultra Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I read Business Superman for a uh, side work business. I think I've been on enough fantastic forums that you guys have heard me talked about different shows like, you know, the Marvel TV shows or Zack Snyder's thing. I did uh, read all of uh, Kometsu no Yaiba, a.k.a. Demon Slayer, because it mm-hmm. was getting pretty popular and it sold 85 million copies last mm-hmm. year. So I was like, yo, 85 million folks in Japan cannot be wrong. Let me uh, stop faking, and I just read all 218 chapters. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm not waiting for the anime. I ain't waiting for the movie. Oh, you I haven't seen the movie through. yet? I ain't seen not one frame of animation with it. I just read oh, that's even... the entire thing, so I know how it ends. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, it's fire. It deserves <laughs> 85 million units sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, regular stuff on TV, lots of documentaries. It's not that geeky. Uh, yeah, listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red No Marvel? (laughs) (laughs) I would not have expected anything less Mm. from you. Good gracious. But uh, I tell you what, that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA. 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, among other things. That means that we rely on the ongoing support of our underwriters, our sponsors, and listeners like you for the totality of the operation of the radio station. We'd very much like to have you become an underwriter of programming or a sponsor of an individual show. Visit the website at WERA.FM. Find out how you can get involved in this wonderful institution of community media today. So what we're going to do, because we're only halfway through the show today, there's lots more fantastic forum yet to come. Julian and Brian and James Rambo and I are going to step aside while we promote some of the other wonderful offerings coming from WERA 96.7 FM but don't touch that dial as the expression goes because we'll be right back with more Fantastic Forum right after this.
And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Brian Lyles and Julian Lytle and James Rambo. And we are delighted to actually be back live in the studio of WERA in beautiful downtown Arlington, Virginia. And I almost don't know how to act. I am so freaking excited <laughs> about being back in here. And on 4th of July weekend, in fact, you know if it's 4th of July weekend, because I, I don't know about you all, but I, I personally, I start thinking about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and specifically the preamble to the Constitution. And uh, Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise, uh, where a lot of people think about Schoolhouse Rock, I think about Captain Kirk in the Omega Glory, and uh, maybe we'll hear some of that. But also, of course, there's President Whitmore from Independence Day with that stirring speech that he had where he inspired the pilots as they were getting ready to attack the alien mothership and so uh, that's that's another one I I don't happen to have that particular uh, VO <laughs> but you know I mean that like I said that's that's one that some people are uh, rather enamored with and and I certainly understand why but uh, the other thing that we've been talking about is the pandemic and what we did, how we spent our pandemics, <laughs> and what we watched and what we read and fun stuff like that. And uh, I'm wondering if there is anything for you guys that stood out in particular. I mean, something that where you were like, oh man, it's like, this is just great to revisit this. And uh, Brian, let's let's start with you. Oh, well, uh, yes, it would it would help if I gave you a mic. I know it's been a minute. So. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you, this is what happens when you're yeah. engineering yourself here. At right. least at least you knew. You're yes. like, "Well, I'm not going to start talking because I don't have a mic." Right. So, yeah, but uh, what what particularly impacted you among the stuff that you um, were doing? Pretty much the the movies and you know because i you know going into 2020 i was prepared to you know all the summer movie blockbuster movies i was prepared for uh, i was ready to go i was uh i, I mentioned on a prior show t um you know on here during the pandemic as i mentioned um i was all geared up for the uh the final daniel craig james bond movie in april 20 in uh, April 2020 it was on my birthday week I was all geared up to ready to go and then it was one of the early casualties of it being moved back and it got moved back big time so we won't see it until October which I'm fine with but that um, currently Fast and the Furious was one of the real earlier ones that pulled back in but as you can see now how it's impacting because it was able to bring in a lot of money now it'll you know, like help gear up for you know the hopefully the final one, um, <laughs> and but also the sim the facts of you know Wonder Woman eighty four where they were planning on holding it for another year, but then you know to the birth of HBO Max, it was one of their um, 
sort of like their carrot in a sense to prepare for people to come and get it because they say hey we're gonna air it here we're gonna air it you know we, we held it on long enough when we are here and i was i was up for that and i was it got me i i was hooked on for hb max for a while and you know thanks to that and then from there I, I was able to watch you know again godzilla kicking kong's ass <laughs> and you, you keep going back to that like kong just rolled over for him i'm sorry he caught then, the fame he caught and, the fame yeah and, and, but yeah but there were some downfalls from you know for, from all this streaming stuff because again there you know once you saw what you wanted to see then you're left with okay what's what's left and and then you, and then there's certain things that a lot of people have certain interests of and you know, and you kind of like, all right, well, I'll go outside now. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but mm. but I was happy for what I what I got out of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Julian, what about you? Yeah, I didn't have time to watch anything old. I'm all about watching <laughs> no. new things. I'm well, all about finding new stuff. So there was always still like, mm-hmm. you know, there was I know there was certain shows that was on break, but like, yo, I still had MacGyver to watch on Fridays. I still had new MacGyver to watch. I still, you know, whenever they put new seasons up, new shows, P-Valley came on, Stars, <laughs> Change Game, <laughs> Power Book 2 still came on. Uh, since I recently got back into wrestling, like in 2017, um, Vince McMahon don't stop. Um, he should have. You know, he didn't stop. So uh, he was there. AEW was there. Uh, yeah, just within my time, it's just, you know, between watching streaming stuff and reviewing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and ain't a lot of... You know, time and it's just like I don't see the reason to go we go back and rewatch stuff. There's a whole bunch yeah. of new stuff back in the day. You could rewatch something because like yo, the season's over. They ain't got no new stuff. Now it's like, what do you mean? There's always this new stuff like every Tuesday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah. A streaming app yeah. got a new thing for me mm-hmm. to watch. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't even know. Like, I don't even have the time to rewatch nothing. Like mm-hmm. I live off memory. <laughs> well, in that case. Uh, among the new stuff that you watched, was there anything that particularly spoke to you where you were like, oh, man, I'm so glad that I, I saw this. This is like my new Stilo. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but none of it's really geeky, though. Oh, oh, like, well, in that you case. Know, you, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I can't, yes. like, this ain't that focus of that show, but. Indeed. Uh, That's you, why I'm not talking about Justified. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably make that work, you know, neo western. That's like a genre <laughs> in comics that ruled. You know what I'm saying? It was a rant thing. You could make that Thank work. But some stuff I'm talking yeah. about, like, P Valley don't count as <laughs> <laughs> You can't be a geek for it. You can spend that money like you do on geek stuff, but, but you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I appreciate that, uh, Rambo. Uh, anything that. Uh, you rediscovered that you just missed so much or you loved or you thought was great? I mean, there was a bunch of like one-off stuff that I would pick up or, or um, you know, movies I'd missed here or there. Like a uh, thing we watched for the first time was uh, all three of the Hobbit movies, which they're certainly movies. Um, <laughs> if you want to watch someone stretch two books into three films for no good reason, <laughs> by all means, have at it. <laughs> Well, um, no good reason other than to make well, some money. money. Yeah. Yeah, like, excuse me. No, no artistic reason. There you go. <laughs> no, there like, you go. Beyond like, oh, I'm a, such a big uh, nerd for Tolkien. Um, but no, I, honestly, the the the, uh, the thing that I hadn't done in a while was we went back and watched all the, uh, the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Mm. And mm. it's so funny how, how, how important those were for... Everybody comes back to the Nolan Batman movies, 
uh, like, oh, now now they're gonna take superheroes seriously. And it's like, I will watch the Raimi Batman's, uh, Raimi Spider-Man's, all day every day over any one of those movies. Um, and even with that said, like, I watched them. I really enjoyed them again. Um, but I am still wanting more of the the new Marvel Tom Holland Spider Man stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cool to to revisit all three of those in close succession. Um, and now knowing what I know of behind the scenes stuff with Spider Man three, being able to look at that with more of a critical eye. Um, and not just like, I can't believe they did this with all these characters and why is this so goofy? And um, when you're able to, to re-explore that, um, knowing that Sam Raimi hates Venom and was never planning to use the character, um, it definitely shifts perspective a little bit. Uh, I mean, honestly, it shifts, shifts it a lot. Um, so it was, it was cool to see that kind of foundational stuff you know, I, I would easily put those movies up in terms of uh, importance up there with, like, you know, Batman 89 and, and Superman the movie um, in terms of, like, really letting people know what you can do. And they were a big deal as far as the, the technology at the time, too. Like, this was the first time you really got to see what a, like a live-action Spider-Man could even potentially look like um, and not just... Uh, um, and, and, and see it really succeed, too. Um, but yeah, no, there was a ton of, uh, uh, of like one or two movies here or there, uh, that I'd never seen, or I'd seen like a handful of things. Like we watched all of the child's play movies and I'd seen, <laughs> you know, about half of them. Um, but I didn't realize that when you watch those movies, you, your first thought is not one person is responsible for all of it. <laughs> it's it's like, oh, well, obviously someone came, like, so they made one movie and it was pretty successful, and then they're like, alright, let's do another one, and there was a whole new cast, a whole new crew. No, one writer has written all of those movies and started to direct them in the last couple. Hmm. Um, and it becomes this really oddball look at continuity and filmmaking and narrative storytelling over a long period of time um so yeah it was it was cool to be able to to really uh examine things uh well i mean you know there and there was plenty of just like let's just watch this because it'll be fun um but being able to really take a a, a closer look at stuff was, was pretty slick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well uh, for me personally i that that clone war stuff and that came Really highly recommended. Uh, Camille Richardson actually turned me on to that stuff. And you won't leave you me know. out, huh? Well, you you I was, tur- I was begging you, you to you, watch that. You, show. Were t- <laughs> I, you know, you know, and I don't know, but it's like, but but I'm the not way Star Wars fan, that's the reason why. He was like Julian's opinion ain't really. No, it wasn't that. I mean, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I mean, her being like a crazy Star Wars fan and the way she talked it up. I mean, and then, but she actually told me about some of the other stuff that happened, and I was like, oh, "Oh, really? I mean, and not necessarily from Clone Wars, but from, like, Rebels, and so I'm like, you see, I wanted you to take it all in, pause. But I was, I got hyped, because I'm like, oh, wait a minute, if I'm going to see this stuff in Rebels, I got to watch Clone Wars (laughs) to be able, and I, because I didn't even know who Ahsoka Tano was, you know? I mean, and if you don't watch... (laughs) Clone Wars, then you really don't know. And so, you know, when you're sitting there watching The Mandalorian and, you know, all of a sudden here's this, you know, I don't know, Ronin Jedi or whatever, and you're (laughs) like, what's this? And yes, 
Ahsoka, who had been Anakin's Padawan learner, and Snips, you know, it was like, oh my god. So uh, yeah, but there was all of that, and it, it's such a such a rich tapestry of stuff that they have there. I mean, it was just <laughs> yeah, layers on layers. Now, and what had initially been off-putting for me was oh. You're listening to Fantastic <laughs> Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM, Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, and I am joined today by Julian Lytle and Brian Lyles and James Rambo, and uh, we're talking a little bit about what we did during the pandemic. And of course, the pandemic isn't over. All of you go get your shots so it can be. But we're talking a little bit about what we were doing when we were under uh, lockdown. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. But the rich tapestry of layered upon layered stuff that they have. And what I found off-putting initially was the uh, the animation style. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's not... I mean, it's, it's sort of stylized. And I'm like, eh... I'm not really feeling now this the like way they it, look, right? you know. But now you win it now. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all, you know, because it, I, it draws you in so totally in terms of you know what they've done. And even though I'm I'm more of a fan of Star Trek than I am of Star Wars, I mean I'm one of the original Star Wars people. I mean I was a teenager when this thing first came out, you know, back in 1977. And even though I was a little late to the party, I mean, I wasn't there in, I mean, I didn't see the damn thing until August, you know, but, but hey, but when I saw it, I was like, you know what, this is okay. I mean, it's a little different than what I was expecting. And I mean, I remember the first time I saw a picture of Chewbacca, I'm like, oh, it's got a monster in it. What the heck is this? You know, but then, you know, you, you see it and you kind of see what the thing is supposed to be. And you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And this, this, I, I mean, after you can arguably describe it as the debacle of the preview with well, me, the the prequels and um, you know everybody loves Empire Strikes Back not as many people loved Return of the Jedi uh, although that was kind of you know what you had to have but my point is if you ever are somebody who sort of lost your your love and your affection for the Star Wars franchise, this Clone Wars thing will give it back to you in spades. <laughs> I mean, it is it is what Star Wars is supposed to be. And, you know, ultimately, that's the most frustrating thing about it because you're watching this and you know how the story ends and you keep wanting it the Jedi the to discover. So that, yeah. It makes the prequels <laughs> entirely different. Different mm. set of story, a little bit block of story. I'm talking. I, I, mm. I, I'll I'll say this, and we'll probably save it for another show. Um, I really enjoy Clone Wars. I really enjoy Rebels, um, but I have issues. So we'll I'll save it for that. That's a nice little teaser. <laughs> um, but all in all, I think with a lot of the things w within the pandemic, I'm going to represent uh, some of the people who are very very fully into the genre of uh, uh in, of what we're talking about and that's the cosplayers mm -hmm. um i've i've seen on instagram um oh i follow mainly a, like a good like 10 or so and one i'm a really good friends with and I, saw, I, I know full well that they're really hurt by all this you know a lot of the closures of the conventions mm, and things mm. like that but they 
I commend them for what they may do out of this. You know, they, you know, thanks to Zoom and Skype and whatever visual platform for them to still reconnect or even connect with their friends and still wear their, you know, their outfits that they handmade within stuff. I, I commend them just to not just to entertain themselves, but also for others because, I mean, they do really good work. And you know, still be able to thrive in this during this pandemic. So I commend you all, and I hope you guys really get out there uh, once the conventions really open up uh, very, very soon. Hmm. So. Hmm. Yeah, because conventions is conventions coming back. They already are up coming for back mm-hmm. for this year, not next year. They are this, coming this back. Fall. No, and I tell you what. I mean, as as re- I mean, <laughs> if people are to be believed, Awesome Con yes. is coming back. Like. In August, yes, nice. apparently. So you know, there's yeah. that. Yeah. DC open. I'm just saying. I understand. It's open, open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. Hey, look. So we're almost out of time, and I did want to touch on some of those things that uh, we were disappointed by or didn't like, but. The only thing is, we're almost out of time, and I absolutely want to make sure that we get Captain Kirk in here, <laughs> and so. Without further ado, uh, we have Captain Kirk's greatest speech from the Omega Glory. Let's, Let's take a listen. No, no. Only the eyes of a chief may see the Eve Plebnista. This was not written for chiefs. Hear me. Hear this! Among my people, we carry many such words as this from many lands, many worlds. Many are equally good and are as well respected. But wherever we have gone, no words have said this thing of importance in quite this way. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words proudly saying, we the people. That what you call Eid Plebnista was not written for the chiefs or the kings or the warriors or the rich or the powerful, but for all the people. Down the centuries you have slurred the meaning out of the words, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution these words and the words that follow were not written only for the yangs but for the comms as well the comms they must apply to everyone or they mean nothing do you understand Do not fully understand one named Kirk, but the holy words will be obeyed. I swear it. Yes, the words of James T. Kirk on Independence Day weekend, uh, because if they are going to be meaningful, 
they must apply to everyone, even all two of the combs that are left <laughs> that you have not killed. <laughs> Which is the only thing that really cracks me up with this thing because it's like, oh, the way them Yangs was whooping and hollering out there, man. I, I, I seriously doubt if there were any of them left anywhere back there but <laughs> you know so um anyway but and some people learn the preamble to the constitution from schoolhouse rock but man i'm just a captain dope. kirk <laughs> <laughs> captain kirk so absolutely had to had to sneak that in but yeah so look um I, I want to. I really want to get in <laughs> those things mm -hmm. we hated, y'all. If y'all can do it in a minute each, we can do it. Oh, I can still be doing it in one second. Okay. Mortal Kombat was crap, plain yeah. and simple. Disrespectful. That's that not is not was. disrespectful. It was no, crap. no. I mean the movie. Oh, that oh, it was, it was beyond disrespectful. disrespectful. That that was insanely crap. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Julian. Yo, on a serious note, finding out all these trash comic creators and what they've been doing to women. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. That that is very summer. disappointing. It was a lot. There's a lot. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, Rambo? <laughs> oh, uh, the sexism in Scrubs is not now, nor was it ever charming. Dang, I don't uh. watch Scrubs. I <laughs> 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 won't yeah. be watching that. There you go. You know, for me, it was uh, this, uh, some of this older stuff. Uh, doesn't hold up as well as you might want it to hold up, man. I mean, it's just it's 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 kind of jacked up. And uh, for example, I was watching this uh, old episode of Gigantor, and uh, there are these there's this whaling vessel in the thing, and um, <laughs> well, uh, to put it uh, plainly, what happens is. Uh, the the Gigantor and Jimmy Sparks and all this they're 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 working with the whalers, and you're like, oh, dude, y'all are working with the whalers? That's messed up, you know. It's like clearly in the early '60s there was nothing wrong with whaling Wait, and they still yeah. whale in Japan. Well, yes, <laughs> I hadn't thought about those cultural aspects to the thing. That's uh, that's kind of scary. Not made for us, Ulysses. Yeah, never was. <laughs> made for yeah. them. Rambo three working with the Taliban. <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> well, hey, so was James Bond in the Living Daylights. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it was like like worried the the Muhajin and you know, it's like oh, that was everything was good at that one point but uh, yeah so look that musical cue means that uh, we are out of time for this episode I'd like to thank my guests and you too for tuning in of course Fantastic Forum is also a television show and if you go to the website at fantasticforum.tv you can check out the television schedule also check out the TV schedule in your own area see if the show is on uh, or you could watch it on the website we've got complete episodes we've also got the various segments broken out for your convenience fantasticforum.tv you can also listen to the radio show via that website and if you happen to miss any portion of the show it re-airs each and every Saturday excuse me each and every Thursday afternoon from 3 to 4 right here on WERA or of course you can check us out in first run Saturdays from 4 to 5 right here and if you are somebody who loves podcasts well got great news for you fantastic forum radio show is also available as a podcast and so you can 
go to whatever platform that you like. And we are on all of those courtesy of our friends at the Great Geek Refuge. So we're very grateful to them. And of course, you want to go out there and you want to make sure that you get vaccinated. You want to convince your friends to get vaccinated because I'll be completely honest with you, this Delta variant thing has got my heart. And if we're not careful, they're going to be kicking me out of the studio again. (laughs) And I don't want that. We also don't want another surge in the fall. And that is what we are headed to. If we don't have some people who get vaccinated, I understand you're looking at it like personal choice, but doesn't necessarily have to be a personal choice. So uh, on that note, um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Oh, uh, next week, we're going to be talking about um, (laughs) that Harley Quinn episode that didn't happen. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you really should be looking forward to next week. Have a great weekend, people.